0: I love you. All right, here we go. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast I was gonna ask you to wait, do about a twenty minute wait. Uh, but if you'd like, you can go to our audio bar. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's that kind of podcast.
1: Oh, is, that uh, the, is this one of those podcasts where you get a pager and we'll yeah, page we're, you?
0: We're gonna we're gonna it's those vibrating kind.
2: When your uh, so table's like when ready?
0: When your audio's ready, it's just gonna <laughs> it's, you can go to your or Spotify. Yeah, wanna,
2: hang out around the mall. The Icon is just a little spinning plate.
0: Yep. <laughs> See, she gets it already. Um, my name is Matt Doima. I'm the host with
3: Nathan hey, Smezru.
0: Joining us is Third Mike and uh, the uncle that would probably slip you a beer at Christmas time.
1: Hey, hey, I'm friends with TJ Hooker. It's Joe Cogazzello. Just, he's, he's, bringing, uh, he's
0: bringing up references from something that people don't get, and that's even better. Um, <laughs> uh, and you guys, you guys, uh, we're making awful history yet again
4: get the that's a dodge
0: i know it's a you, you think at 81 episodes we'd find things to to not make historical moments but you know awful history is made uh our guest today is somebody whom when nate and i had started discussing this podcast just discussing in the in the preliminaries this is one of the very first names that came to our list and we had to wait 80 episodes to get her so we're that, not good at our job no <laughs> <laughs> um, we, but, you know, it's not called Great Service Podcast. It's the Awful Service Podcast. We have to stay on brand. Um, she is a server, a bartender, and a hilarious comic. You guys, welcome to the podcast. Elise Cole, everybody. Yay. Woo. Welcome. No, thank you yeah i know she, she's like she's,
2: i can't believe you guys are 80 episodes in already
0: i know we sure are <laughs> and that doesn't even include all like the bonus stuff and other things that we've done on uh, the mission Partial episodes
1: that's yeah. 79 more than all the haters thought yeah
0: <laughs> well they say they actually say the average podcast only makes it three episodes wow um it's a lot that, of work yeah you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> It is. It really is. It's so,
1: so sad that there's like there's like a whole internet's worth of three episode podcasts out there. <laughs> so many great podcast names are just burnt because like they, they, they you could make a episodes.
3: podcast out of shortlist podcasts and discuss <laughs>
1: them. Yeah, all just, the ones that them. died and why. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be such. I a think. Painful I think listen.
2: anything that's anything that's done by comics is usually pretty good. Like I, I'm just here for the laughs that's that's all i want out of life i'm just here for the laugh. i i got as far as an idea for a podcast and i was exhausted so i never even <laughs> tried to make it i was like ah, i can't do this every week. it'd be really I good can't. if
3: someone else did it
2: yeah I, will, I wish i will be on a podcast i can't make one i just i barely know how to use my phone it's too much
1: i uh You remember in the newspapers, like in the back of like the variety section? No, was it what section was it was the sports section or the regular section that would have the newspaper obituaries like like where it was the obituary section? We should have that for podcasts. I wish someone would (laughs) make that like, oh, we lost another one. It made it 11 episodes say goodbye to the chuckle the Re- chuckle hour
0: i could think of well, i could, actually i could think of people who've been on our podcast who they have then retired their podcasts <laughs> uh, like and just so you just have like a memorial like one of those like w- you know a powerpoint presentation where like they In come memoriam. through and, yes. and then, like, and, like In i will of... remember yeah, I you <laughs>
1: da, 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 da
0: it would just speaking be like
1: speaking of that. songs that like no one uses anymore but for sad things i no no they no one uses the song anymore i think and i it just popped in my head and i don't even remember anything but like the end of the chorus uh and it was um where my, have yeah, all the cowboys gone? Oh, oh yeah. You remember that song? I was like, I had to look up Google. I was like, Google, what the fuck is this? And then I had to like <laughs> watch it. And I was like, I don't remember this at all. And then they, <laughs> then she was, then Paula Cole was like, and where have, no, I was like, yep, 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 I remember that now. Now I remember it. Don't remember this. Remember that. Like it's, it was
2: it was probably on a playlist at a restaurant that you worked at and you just only
1: heard.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: the, yeah, you hear those songs. And you're like, why do I know every word to this song? And then you'll have a flashback of like a wait station. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yep. That's why.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, you're probably right. It was like burnt into my brain while I was feeling like a, like two decaf coffees, remember where the decafs are, remember where the caffeinated (laughs) ones are. You ever get out? Have you ever gotten all, like, I used to, this is how bad of a waiter I was. I would get, like, 80% to the table and be like, oh, fuck, and just have to turn back around and come back in (laughs) to be like, I I can't remember which one. I'm not going to give... I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> dice roll. This isn't gonna be a fucking You're not uh, you're not gonna caffeinate
3: a senior citizen with a heart. Yes.
1: It.
3: You're right. not gonna give Or the,
1: decaffeinate the one that needed the caffeination to drive them to two miles back to their house. Like or, 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 or give it. the regular
0: Pepsi to the the, the, the diabetic. That's yeah. the one that yeah. I always see. Cause they can't taste the sweet and they don't know it, and then you put them in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I fear though. I'm sorry. I didn't did Anybody else,
2: off. did anybody else catch that Coco just said decanaphinate? De-
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Deacon, you're going to deconize him and decanaphinate <laughs> de- can- him. De- can- de-
0: uh, is, that, <laughs> is that when you get excommunicated as a deacon from the Catholic Church?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's
1: <laughs> touching an animal. Decanaphinate.
0: You <laughs> de- uh, we don't just we don't just exist on this podcast to talk about Joe's uh made up words. No. <laughs> No, this is the Awful Service Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about customer service jobs and the stories there within. Uh, the very first segment of the podcast is one that we lovingly refer to as the resume.
4: Show
3: us your resume. Why should we hire you? Have you ever had a job? Write you up and fire you. Tell us all about yourself and your place of business. Talk about your former jobs, filthy shady politics. Show us your
4: resume.
0: Yeah, the uh, the resume section, it, Elise, is this is the this is the time where you can talk about your stories, the jobs you've worked, and uh, uh, everything in between. And uh, you can start wherever you like, and
2: uh, you'll have at. I, so I, I got my very first restaurant job ever in 1998 or 99. I was 16 and I got hired at the punch pizza in Highland park. And that was back when there was only one. And I I like to start there because I feel like, I don't know if I'm just getting old or if things have actually changed, but like, I hate, I hate when new servers come in and they feel entitled to things or like they apply for a job. They're like, I've never had a restaurant job before and I'm here for the bartending position. Like, Oh no, (laughs) no. So I started And I, I work only a,
3: day shifts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I started as a busser at the punch pizza in Highland park because my brother had a job there before me. And so he put in a good word. And so when I started, it was very much like, uh, like, don't embarrass me, like do a good <laughs> job, show up on time and don't make me look bad for putting in a good word for you. And so I learned, I learned how to do a good job and, uh, and I also, I started at the bottom and I was a busser for years before I got to be a hostess and then I hosted before I got lunch serving chips and then I moved to dinner serving. And then like once you've served dinner, then you can kind of branch out. And over the past 18 years, I have worked, for, well, fuck 22 years, I have worked all over Minneapolis and St. Paul. I've done everything from like fine dining to breakfast, greasy spoon diners and I love all of it all of it. I actually finished college. I got my BA in legal studies and a paralegal certificate. And I worked in a law office for like two or three years. And I was miserable. I was like, how do people do this? I don't how, know. How, how do you sit under fluorescent lights? I remember being in the car with my dad one day and I go, I can't, I don't even do shit. I like for 40 hours a week.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: can't do this for the rest of my life. I go, I 25 to 27. I feel like 25 is kind of my max. I don't want to work more than 25 hours a week. That's that's four shifts. That's four good shifts or five short ones. And then that's that's hilarious done. to that suit
1: world to be like, yeah, I just want to work like I don't know, like 25 hours. They're like, What? Like it's have you not watched Wolf of Wall Street? Have you not watched fucking <laughs> all these movies that where this is um life? This is we make money. Fucking the, yeah, ha- <laughs> <Here's a, here's laughs> the boiler room. Come back when you fucking want to work 87 hours.
2: He was, and Ugh. he was so salty. He It was like a year before he retired. And he spent his entire career working like at least 70 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I go, nah, 25 is kind of my back. Oh, nah, it's like we're a <laughs> top out. Yeah. He You're goes, dumb, old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh. <laughs> good for you Uh,
1: does he have did did he have the slick backed hair you know like just was it no because it it
2: all fell out because from the stress he's like bald and gray
1: just from the the
0: pulling back of the hair
2: because he's working 70
0: hours a week
2: and traveling I mean he traveled internationally he had to travel across the country and I was like no I'm going to walk eight blocks to the breakfast diner where I clock out at one get a free meal go to yoga and then take a nap with my dog like that's I'm good
1: Inside he's so jealous Because he didn't know that was an option he's like, I would have done that 40 years ago
0: He's regretting and getting my- that chest tattoo That says greed is good
2: <laughs> Just like
0: Tupac across the stomach oh, and,
2: my- and my parents I think were like, like Embarrassed or concerned They were like but you went to college
1: <laughs>
2: I'm like yeah I know uh-huh. And I had a good time And I learned some stuff And now I'm going to do what I like which Which is- the biggest
1: thing I learned is I don't want to work. More than- <laughs> I don't want to work thirty hours a week, like that's, yeah. like, or more, like that's. that's
3: I did the same thing. I I I worked retail. I waited tables. Got a degree. Used my degree for a few years. Hated every second of it. Just started driving truck and delivering things.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's so dumb. It's so dumb to me that like I remember running into a girl from. Uh, from my Hebrew school, from my religious school class, when I was working um, at a different diner many years before, and she was like, "So, what are you like? What are you doing?" And I was like, "Well, I work here."
4: <laughs> I and brought she you was your like, eggs,
2: <laughs> right? And and she was like, "Oh, that's so sad." And I was like, "I don't." <laughs> Like uh-huh. she was so she, uh-huh. was so, she said that yeah. to your fucking face.
1: Oh, like, yeah. That's like she a was, plate of eggs on the fucking. Boop, bleh, like right on the fucking your fancy Gucci fucking purse. She, just, she
2: was so patronizing about it. She uh, was like, I can't. Like I can't believe this is all you're doing with your life. Oh, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I've
1: Google been, me, bitch. <laughs> fucking like <laughs> earrings like, like, are coming off. Like it's like somebody hold my apron. I'm gonna fucking beat I, the shit. I, somebody out this hold, hold my
0: apron. That needs to be a t-shirt. I, <laughs>
2: hold my apron. <laughs> I, and at that point I was like, I I had two serving jobs and I had a great apartment and I was traveling all the time. I had been to like Grand Cayman and Italy and both coasts of Mexico. And I was like, you're miserable. Like you're, you're pasty and single and in a lot of debt. And I've got a great tan and I'm going to Hawaii next week. Like who's, who's having this shitty life right now?
1: Let's check skin tones on, uh, let's, let's check tans on uh, who's having more fun. Like,
2: I was like, I'm going to Hawaii for the third time in three months. I think I win.
1: <laughs> uh, it, it's I, I feel bad for the people that just that don't think and just fall into what they're supposed to do or what they're suppo- yeah. like, it's oh, and not man. what their body and brain is telling them that this is what's going to make them happy. And dude, following your happiness is a fucking crazy. Pe- the, the people that. That just fall in. They think you're bananas.
0: I, I, they I, say
1: bullshit like that to you at a fucking. <laughs> while I, you're serving I get them. that.
0: I feel that story deep in my soul because I get that all the time. They're like, "Oh, so you're still, you're still, you're still a bartender, huh? You're still, you're still." Tenement. I'm like, "Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, I, yeah. This is or like, or like uh, the what's that?" And I'm sure you've experienced it. Oh, so, um, like, wh- like what, what, what's your real job?
2: Right.
1: Yeah, well, hey, you know what? My podcast made it 77 more episodes than the average. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> than yours. I made, I made it 77 more episodes than your podcast.
2: They, I worked it with this bartender at W.A. Frost. who I don't know if he's still there or not, but his name's Tommy, and he worked there for almost 40 years, and he's a guitar player. He's a musician. And I remember one day he, him saying to me, you know, when you're an artist, the most valuable thing that you can have is time. And he said, I work three nights a week and I, that pays my bills. Like I, I own a home. My wife and I have been able to like travel and we have a retirement fund. And like, I can, I can have the life that I want. I have time to write music and play music because I only have to be here like 20 hours a week at night. Yeah.
1: You get to choose the days that you work. That's insane. That's insane to the fucking Monday through Friday. 87 hours a week, people.
2: And then I also, oh, I learned about this in in college. I took an economics, I started off as an econ major. And so in one of my economics classes, and I can't believe that we don't just teach this people to people like from kindergarten. I well, actually, I can't believe it because it goes against our sort of <laughs> capitalist education machine. But the concept of utils, U-T-I-L, is a unit of measurement that is made up that economists use to measure somebody's satisfaction with mm-hmm. something so like how many utils do you get out from the security of having health insurance versus how many utils does it cost you to spend 5 days a week in rush hour traffic for 6 hours and and when i learned about that like it cleared up so many things for me like am i am i getting utils out of this or is it costing me utils and i basically have abandoned everything that costs me utils in life
4: yeah
2: <laughs> this if is it's the got, greatest if
1: it's i've fill never filling my of. cup
2: i don't want it right I've never heard of a yodel before. Now I can't
1: stop. uh, Like, uh, I can't stop thinking Thinking of of how to utilize
3: the concept.
1: Uh, Like, I I can't stop thinking (laughs) about my my stupid
4: brain automatically. see what you did
0: there. I see what you did there, Smith.
1: (laughs) My stupid brain went automatically to the Price is Right, the yodeler except it's the udler it's like <laughs> udler, 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 and you don't want to you yourself <laughs> off the you don't want to <laughs> yourself off the fucking cliff i can't believe that that's the term that they made up for their made up
0: was it an is it more of an acronym very though? similar
1: to the
3: concept of opportunity cost uh that's
1: yeah such a, a, that's that's been a, the util <laughs> the <udl. laughs> It's gonna be how great. I'm gonna go digging? into the lungs and be like, dude, how much how many
2: utils do you think this cucumber is? <laughs> <laughs> that depends. Are you gonna turn it into a pickle or just eat it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Having like
2: a util conversation
1: in the produce department. When People you think when you're you, just a nut job, or you think they they're just like, What? Is this like the next Dogecoin? What's going on? <laughs> it's
0: AMC stuff.
2: When, you, when you're talking to somebody who hates their life, they hate their job, they hate the their you know, where they're living they they like, I want to get a dog, but I live in a building that doesn't allow dogs or I'm working this job because it has health insurance or it's I have to work this job to afford the apartment that I'm living in that I don't even like because I can't get a dog. It's like, well, then you're just flushing utils down the toilet. Like work at a diner, get a studio apartment that costs $550 a month and allows pets and spend your free time hanging out with your doggo. Like, what are you doing? What are you trying to prove?
4: No,
3: man, it's all about yes, stuff and showing really. it off to your neighbors and family.
1: And having something for the it's grand. all about stuff. Right. And you could just put that on a monthly plan and have all that stuff. Right. What did yeah. I just watch? I, I just watched a commercial for a a company that's been around forever. That they, they don't really, they're not, they don't advertise ever. It's it's called Finger Hut. Yeah. Have you heard of this company? They they yeah, have everything. They have like a catalog of everything. And what the advertisement was was. Do you have bad credit? You know that doesn't need to stop you from having stuff. You could buy the stuff, and and we'll help you build credit with the Finger Hut card. And so you buy the stuff with the Finger Hut card, and then you just owe Finger Hut. And then when you pay Finger Hut off appropriately, we'll give you a little credit too. Like it's like it's the craziest. Buy your shit and build your credit. Like it's like ooh, you can still be fancier than you actually are, and. And just old finger hut now for forty years. I purposely,
2: when we so we we did some home remodeling and bought some new furniture before my son was born. He's five and a half, so we did all this about six years ago. And I purposely picked out things that I knew were going to get destroyed. Like I, I'm not buying heirloom furniture when we have a dog and a toddler. That's there's no point. Right. There's a marker all over the walls in my kitchen because my son likes to help me put things on our whiteboard calendar. And you know what? Whiteboard marker doesn't come off paint. It comes off <laughs> whiteboards. It does That's not it. come off paint.
0: Good to know.
1: You know, yeah, you could have just up. you could they they do make whiteboard paint. You could have just painted <laughs> the whole like uh, like up to like four feet because he's not going to go I think up I above that, right?
3: And the glare in the kitchen would give you yeah. He's covering. just like oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: morning, I
2: got it. I need a bigger calendar because now, so, so now my kid is old enough that he's doing like rec center sports and I'm, and I, now I'm juggling, right? Because I still have a serving job. I'm on the schedule two nights a week, but I need to get those shifts covered when I get comedy gigs. And then I, so the comedy gigs have to go on the calendar. And then sometimes I have to pick up shifts for the ones that I had covered so that I could do the gigs. And so I, and sometimes that shit is six weeks out, but there's only four weeks on my calendar. And I need some place <laughs> to write this stuff down because I can't keep it all in my brain. I can't.
1: That's, oh yeah. Whiteboard paint.
0: I'm mm-hmm. going like, to just, just, just a whole yeah. wall. It's like, you know, it's a full part of the kitchen. You know, I get that. He's I, I got it. a real big calendar. Right.
2: Oh, my husband is going to hate this. I might do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: just next time he starts
1: the lawnmower to mow the lawn, you just you you get the paint out of the closet in the back of the closet where you've been hiding it, where you, where you hide all the stuff because he never he's- goes there.
2: We have this relationship where he hates that stuff. <clears throat> like, I'll do something in the house. I'm like, this goes here now. And he's like, what the fuck? Why did you spend money on this? And then he loses the thing that he can't ever find. I'm like, remember where I bought that hook that you can put your keys?
1: That's oh. that's that's, why that's I where did that it. goes. Me from then, the past helped you from the future, but you from yeah. the future fucked it up. So now this is where it goes. This is-
2: <laughs> and so, and then he'll have these moments where like, you know, when you have a kid and a dog and like something comes up unexpectedly, like a work thing for him today. And then those things are in place. He's like, oh, I'm so glad this is here. You know what it is? He worked in a restaurant and for some reason, like he worked in restaurants forever. And I'm like, how did, in all the years that you were in a restaurant, how did you not learn mise en place? Me's on top. <laughs> place for everything, and everything in its place, so that when you're in the weeds, you know where to go to get it. How did you not learn that?
0: Uh, and yet, yet I work with a bunch of like you know, and you you probably experience this too. Being uh, you know, you're in your 30s, you're waiting tables, but you have like hosts and busters who are teenagers and early 20s, you know, and they don't. They can't stack plates to save their lives it's like they failed that freaking part of kindergarten where it's like the circle goes with the circle and the square goes with the square. there's just it's just a. It, 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 they just pile it like it's a, a bad game of plate jinga waiting to yeah crack, and then you just see like this stressed out dishwasher just carefully trying to like take one plate out because he knows if he does the the crux will just end up oh, getting God. smashed and then they yell job opening
2: I don't
0: I... <laughs> job our...
1: opening. Yep. <laughs> no, but in Spanish, uh, like, but our dishwasher was <laughs> our dishwasher was f- no more than four feet tall, like short round from Indiana Jones. He, I swear he would like tied like fucking square blocks to his feet so he can reach the glasses. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, just so he could just so he could get the glassware off the rack up there. It was mm-hmm. bananas.
2: I, I am amazed at any server or busser who doesn't use a tray. I'm like, why? Why? Well, because I have hands. Do you know how much more you can put on a tray than you can put in the palm of your hand? Just carry a fucking tray. Just use a tray.
4: <laughs> That's the speech uh, I get.
2: That's why my boss has me train people in. I'm like, <laughs> I don't ever want to see your ass on the floor without a tray. Just don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not you. carrying anything. Just keep a tray.
0: I can carry. <laughs> no, people, you like, are carrying something. You're carrying a fucking tray. <laughs> I could carry four entrees at once because uh, I have catcher's mitts hands. And I, 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 I so like, and I, yeah, and I, I worked at a place that was anti-tray.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Fine dining it, is anti-tray.
0: Uh, fine dining is anti-tray. And also, surprisingly, Famous Dave's, they do not allow trays at all. They want hands. Wow. Hands. No, they just like all the servers just got to go like it's the freaking Von Trapp family. And we all have to fall in line with barbecue trays. And I could carry there, I could carry five because they used plastic instead of like porcelain trays. Oh, yeah. And again, I when you have, and then people are always just amazed, like, how can you carry so much? And I'm like, carpal tunnel syndrome.
2: Yeah. That's uh, so I the two, two places, the two places I worked that were anti tray, one of them was fine dining, the other one was not. One, so when I worked, uh, the first time I worked fine dining, they had you like serve from the right and clear from the left. Or,
4: yeah.
2: Is that right? I don't know if it's been yeah. so long, serve from the right, clear from the left. Yep. and then and using arms only uh, and then buka you have really? these giant yes you have family these giant style, fucking huge yes. plates and they're like yep. oh, no trays
0: can you are, precariously yep. balance this on your forearm
1: the debeppo family is anti tray
2: yeah i had <laughs> I, I was in the best shape of my life when i worked at buka they're like how can you eat here every day and not gain any weight i'm like cuz i cuz those plates are the size of my torso i'm tiny. <laughs> I and 10 I got rips of four two meatballs.
3: I'm doing circuit training with thirty pound dishes back and forth all day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and and when you were a food runner at Buka, you had to take plates from the dish room and stack them on the line. And I'm also I'm only five feet tall, and so it was like I had to get these big round ovals, a oh, stack geez. of steaming hot, still Yum. dripping. I mean scalding plates and carry and then I had to set them on the food line which the expo didn't love but I was like I can't lift all of these over my head and get them on the line without killing somebody maybe me
3: <laughs> you left there with leathery skin and the shoulders of a linebacker <laughs> yeah.
1: and and those plates get hot that that machine gets them hot as fuck. have you ever um, grabbed a stack that was too hot, but then you grabbed it and now you're just like
0: you're stuck running.
1: It. Your hands yeah. are slowly, like slowly t- starting on fire and you're like running through the back area, like trying not to fucking slip or kill anyone. And that's
2: where the core strength comes in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I'm
1: pretty sure that uh, the FBI, I have no fingerprints anymore from doing that multiple times like i can i could be they're like are you an assassin it's like nope i uh a dish runner for a while
0: yeah they uh, in the dish room you don't want to show weakness to the cooks (laughs) you're just like no you're just like no it's fine because they're just sitting there like oh they're just grabbing baked potatoes out of the oven with their bare hands like i haven't had feeling in this since the uh bush administration and they're talking about The, the, the
2: expo the expo at Buka was oh god one of my favorite people ever his name is ramon and uh, he called me Changa, which <laughs> means monkey in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Changa. And that was where I, I learned the most Spanish I've ever learned working at Buca because he and his brother Armando would like only speak Spanish to me. And so that like he would, you know, put food on the line and go, okay, I need you to take uh, the papas and the ensalada to table 42. And I would go, no, I I just brought out the salads to 42. I also need, I need mashed potatoes and a meatball for 81. And he goes, okay. And I was like, I grabbed the potatoes and the, and the meatballs and I was like, voy a la mesa ochenta uno." And so I had to learn, like, I'm like, how do you say I'm going to this table? And I swear to God, I was like half fluent in Spanish by the time I left there. And I've since forgotten it all. But he just like refused.
1: That's a great way to learn Spanish. I didn't learn a lick of Spanish in Spanish one or Spanish two in high school. But I, yeah. I did. Yeah, I learned more Spanish. And mostly, but by the time I was working at a restaurant, I didn't care about learning the Spanish as much as learning the Spanish swear words so I can you know what I mean that's where I learned that's, where, that's, that's where the I learned, important okay, thing yeah that's that's where I start don't mm-hmm. don't I don't need verbs and nouns give me the fucking <laughs> give me the, give me the doozies that I can't say and uh, uh who
0: needs Rosetta Stone just work in a restaurant
2: so yeah have you
1: have you been still in the restaurant since the covidity like how did you get through that yeah it was good
2: I, I was really, really lucky. And this goes back to, we were talking about this before before the, the show started, that this, this kind of like work ethic idea that maybe I'm just from a different generation. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I wasn't getting unemployment payment because I wasn't technically an employee of the restaurant. I'll, I'll, I work at Sajia on Grand Avenue, which is wonderful. It's a sushi restaurant in traditional Japanese food. They used to do hibachi, but we don't have enough chefs right now to do teppanyaki, like grill style cooking um but we still do sushi and kitchen food and it's great. Uh and so I was, you know, when comedy picked up last year before everything closed and I started going on the road, I said I don't think I can be on the schedule anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I would float. I would just pick up shifts on a weekend if I didn't have a gig and they needed coverage on a Friday or a Saturday or a Monday, whatever, I didn't care. I would go I would go and work it. And then two things happened. The week before the whole world shut down, my car was stolen and I at first was like oh this is terrible and then they found my car and it was totaled and we got a check from the insurance company for like nine grand and i was like this is the best thing that's ever happened
4: <laughs> <Nice>.
2: <laughs>
1: you didn't have like, any joke books in the car was uh, there was no comedy stuff in the car was there
2: no thank god
1: okay um, All right, that's the worst
2: yeah like thieves, you can't replace like, that
1: thieves just hanging out at their hideout like, you know what I mean? Just going through your joke books. Like, oh,
2: you think this they- is funny, Larry? Like, it's... <laughs> and they totaled it. They just joy wrote it into <laughs> then the Then you ground. go to
3: an they- open mic and you start hearing your own jokes. Like, <laughs> you stole my car, you son of a bitch. That guy bitch.
2: stole my car. <laughs> you're not just a so-
0: car thief. You're a joke thief.
1: Hometown, yeah. down, well, where do you think? Do you think they were going to stop at cars? They had a, a notebook of gold and they're not going to fucking, <laughs> hey, we're getting into <laughs> comedy now. Now we're joke thieves. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So we're I, not going to kill I,
1: somebody, but I'll steal. I'll steal the shit out of anything.
2: Anyway. Is it bad that I didn't, that nobody did steal my jokes? They found him and were like, nah,
4: nah. <laughs> okay,
2: so my car got stolen and we got the insurance check, which is good. And then uh, when restaurants reopened last summer, I just mm-hmm. assumed that like people would be scrambling for work. Cause I didn't, you know, I wasn't getting however much money they were giving people a week. I didn't get that. And um <clears throat> And so I called the restaurant and I said, Hey, I don't know, like where you guys are at, how you're doing, if you're going to reopen or what. Um, but like, this is my, I, so I worked at Sajia off and on for like 18 years. They just keep taking me back, which is amazing. And, uh, and I said, if you have like any shifts available, even if I'm just floating again, like I would love to be there and, and like help keep this place running. because I love you guys. And they called me back the next day and we like, how many shifts do you want? You have as many as you want. We don't, nobody's coming back to work. We need to hire people. Oh, jeez.
0: Oh yeah. So Yeah. It's indicative of so, the whole industry right now.
2: Yeah. So I went back to work last summer and I was doing comedy and serving. And then there was the second shutdown from November to February. And I thought, well, when unemployment ends, everyone's going to want their jobs back. And the people who didn't come back to work last summer are going to come back now. And they didn't. So when they reopened in February, um, they were like how many shifts do you want you, we can have whatever nights you want you can have as many as you want and i was like oh shit okay um, so i'm on the schedule thursday and sunday at the restaurant still and then uh, doing doing comedy and swapping shifts when awesome. i can
4: nice awesome
0: yeah it, it, it's a tough it's tough right now I, I, everywhere every, i know every restaurant whether it's in rural rural uh, america or in the big cities are having a hard time getting people to come back after all the shutdowns and things and it's it's interesting um i i wrote i wrote this huge thing about it uh on facebook it was like it was a, just a diatribe of my thoughts on it but basically to to put a tldr on it i think the big issue is not necessarily that there's a work ethic issue i think part of it is just people are sick of like the mistreatment of people in the service industry and some people don't have that thick skin. I think, especially the younger generations, don't have that thick skin to it where, you know, like 20 somethings don't, don't aren't, you know, they're not, they, they, they didn't put up with, you know what I mean? I know. like I'm dead to it at this point. If someone's just a, a rude chick to me, I'll, I'll, I just like whatever, Karen. And I just go in the back. I remember we used to call them see you next Tuesdays and said, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone's I... like. Karen is so mean. I'm like, no, it's, that's uh, nicer compared to what we used to call you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, and, and maybe, and I've heard this argument, like we'll start paying your people more and start offering and start doing this, start doing that. And it's like, you know, when you, I've had, I feel really fortunate to have worked in so many restaurants that are not chain, that are not corporate, that are small family owned businesses where top to bottom, like the owner is there every night and, <clears throat> and it's places where, friends or family members of people who already work there are also brought in. And so I have worked at places that have really toxic cultures where it doesn't feel like it's worth the money. But when you work at some place where they really are doing their best to take care of you and it might not be ideal, but like like right now, the like the reason I keep going back to Sajia, just this because this, there's no drama. They hired a bunch of people and trained them well. And we all get along and we cover each other's shifts and we watch each other's children and there's like two people are dating and they live together and then one of those people, three of their siblings have worked there. And okay. so when you when you work in a place like that where the culture is really good, I don't... That's I, like why I don't understand. People don't want to go back to work. I'm like, I love my job. <laughs> so I love it.
0: So you're saying they're hiring is what you're saying. I've, uh,
2: <laughs> trying to find well, my escape
0: work. from St. Cloud. Uh.
2: <laughs> we just hired... We just hired two servers. I don't know if they're still hiring or not, but, uh, we, no, seriously. Like we don't have enough people. We used to have every server had a section. So we have a set schedule that rotates and you're supposed to have an on-call shift every fourth or fifth shift. And we don't have enough people to have an on-call every single night of the week. So we're still shorter than we were well, it's before the closure.
1: It's bananas. I like, but like it's, and, and, and oh. you're making a really good point, at least to anti-chain because like it's a lot of mom and pop restaurants where the owner is there they have skin in the game it's not a franchise they really care about the food that they're putting out and the quality of the service and the quality of the experience and maybe it's just time to stop eating at chain restaurants working at chain restaurants it's let's go to the back to the mom and pops and you just work for where you know the owner and it's like i just found out my friend tom hathaway just told me that uh I didn't realize that uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Jimmy John's, uh, doesn't pay their employees well at all. I, I did not realize that at all. Like they're just anti helping their employees like succeed. And like, it's, and it's like, you know what? Right. I'm not, I'm never eating at a Jimmy John's again. I like, I'll drive to Plymouth for the quiz. The one quiz that we have, <laughs> like, I'm not going to go. Jimmy John's is now what it's like the, uh, It's like the African blood diamonds for like sandwich shops.
2: And if you live in St. Paul, there's the St. Paul cheese shop, which is amazing. And they have the St. Paul meat shop. And so they've got local dairies making the cheese and they've got local bakers like Rose Street making the bread and they've got local, you know, their farm comes from, from local meats and they've got like, you can get like a prosciutto and brie sandwich on a crusty, fresh that day baked bread. Like it's, it's unbelievable, and it's maybe. All right, guys, we got to wrap up the show. A- I got
1: to drive over to St. Paul like right now. <laughs> like, it's, they're they're incredible,
2: and then and then if you order a hot sandwich, it comes with a shot of tomato soup in like a little cup. It's <laughs> it, it's, it's incredible, and it's a maybe a dollar or two more than than Jimmy John's, but not not much. Yeah,
1: nice. So and I'm like, why would I go
2: to Jimmy John's when I can go to the Cheese Shop?
1: Yeah, it's it it's 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 silly. So I think that we just need to pivot as society, and it's just like you know what, no more Jimmy John's no more the the african blood diamond of sandwich shops that's what i we should <laughs> start calling it just so we could get it out there that no one wants to no one would no one would want to come out of the african blood diamond of sandwich shops if you can't play you know what i mean it's like, the sandwich it's, shop that yeah.
0: stars leonardo dicaprio that's <laughs> yes. what it
1: is yeah.
0: so at least you've been in the you've been in the industry for a while yeah and uh uh you know it's so like I, I obviously you and i could probably go but all of, all four of us go back and forth on this but like the three of us we, we we come into it as males and we it's a different perspective to be a a a, 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 a male server, waiter, male bartender mm-hmm. versus being a female in the industry. And like I, I always like 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 guys' phone numbers. The the guys that hit on you, the guys that think that just because you're smiling with them that you're like they're gonna they're gonna get you to come home with them.
2: I oh, have only had away. that happen a couple of times. And, and actually two times it was really polite. I, I found it funny. I look younger than I am. I think people get my age wrong because I'm short and I have sort of a young sounding voice, but these kids, maybe they knew and they were just into cougars. I don't know. They, (laughs) one kid, (laughs) one kid. He just wrote down his phone number on a credit card slip. Like they were, you know, asking questions and being friendly, Mm -hmm. you know, like asking me a little bit about my personal life, not in an inappropriate way at all. And then left their phone number on the credit card slip. And I was like, I'm not going to call him because I don't want him to have my number. But I do want to tell him, like, listen, I'm 20 years older than you and I'm married and I have a kid. Like, I don't think that this (laughs) is what you (laughs) thought it was.
1: (laughs) I have a kid that's a quarter of your age.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that happened once and then I for a very brief time I worked at the St. Paul Grill I worked I was a cocktail server in the bar at the St. Paul Grill in the St. Paul Hotel and one guy didn't say anything to me all night he just was he was pretty drunk Uh, but I didn't have to cut him off and he was very polite every time I dropped off of his office drink and then um, when he gave me his check presenter after he paid he like touched my hand when he gave it to me and and told me to have a good night and I said thanks you too. And then, like 15 minutes, I was busy. And then 15 minutes later, I opened it when I was closing out my check. He left a room key for me.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. I yep. was like,
2: oh, I hope he's not staying here very long.
1: <laughs> oh, that is a doozy. Oh. I like, I like. Uh, it, you know what? I don't know if is is 2021. I, I think the leaving the room key and the credit card slip is. Uh, I think it's Dunzies. Man, oh. like it's pretty and you know, well, you know
2: what the kicker was? He fucking he forgot to write down his room number.
0: Just just checking every room, plastic. just everyone.
2: Yeah. Oh, he was I, d- I tried to find you, man. I only made it to the fourth floor, and then I got tired. He, <laughs> he
1: was kicking himself for years. He's like, dude, I got, I finally got the balls to fucking put it in there. We
0: I had we had that human contact. I
1: had a, such a great moment, and I forgot to write down the number. Jared, what are you doing?
0: We had something yeah. like that oh happen God. at my restaurant recently but it's this Ooh. is this is this should prove how uh, uh how times have changed a little bit. It was an, a gal she's in her she's in her 30s, uh, you know, and whatever and these these teenagers teenagers were like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you're cute." And they left their Snapchats. Their Snapchat, their their <laughs> Snapchat <laughs> things on there. Like, "Add me on Snapchat." That was instead sort of a phone number. And these kids were like 15 years, their her junior.
1: Wow, that's that's I don't yeah like that's so funny to like
3: it's a confidence boost yeah at the very least
2: this is a good one I did have a guy ask me one time he would come into the breakfast diner that I worked at he sat at the counter which is sort of like sitting at the bar it's right in front of the kitchen window where all the food comes out and uh and he's he's sitting there and he came in every day and and I knew he was a regular and I was starting to get to know his order so he came in one day and I said hey you want coffee (laughs) he goes (laughs) I think he said what are you <laughs> and I said excuse me and he was like well, he goes like what's your background like what's your what's your ethnicity I said well I go well, my dad is Iranian and my dad is Iranian and my mom is like mostly Irish and he like he never cracked a smile and he just sort of grunted and he goes mm, nice mix <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I, is that are you hitting a, I can't tell because he didn't smile he didn't make eye contact he just goes nice mix i was like what am i a designer dog
0: are you a schnoodle nice <laughs> are you a-
2: yeah.
1: Mix. I, uh, it's yeah you know what that is the, the what are you is very much dead now you nah. can't so what <laughs> uh, no you know what the only time at least that you get to say it now is when we have an olympics <laughs> yep Wait, like when we have or like a world cup because <laughs> then it's all the nations against each other so you can be like hey what yeah. are you so who you rooting for Mm-hmm. Like it's like oh you yeah. oh you see so you rooting for the Iranians and the Irish or are you like pro like what <laughs> like what sports like Irish for rugby <laughs> not in, I, the Iranians don't do well in rugby uh, you you go Irish there soccer you more you're- could, yeah Joe, nice nice t- mix.
0: Joe, I could nice tell mix. you that you don't watch soccer because the Irish and the Iranians haven't been in the World Cup for a very long time.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I was thinking more of the Olympics yeah, fair where enough, fair everybody's enough. involved yeah. except, uh, except for who who gets, who gets, uh, who doesn't, who wasn't allowed last time. Wasn't there a country that they had? um the last olympics russia. that i watched
0: it was russia russia no no no, no. Not, it, no they, the last olympics they had, the russians were taken out because they had yes, all done yes the,
1: that but like i'm thinking of something completely different like it's you are correct factually but not in my brain like <laughs> it, it, you're, it, you're still it,
0: thinking of Terry strug that's where your olympics knowledge goes joe
1: <laughs> it was a okay yeah, me too no, I have I have many Olympics I have many Olympics under my belt and there was one not too long ago where a country a small Asian country uh, they didn't have they didn't have an Olympic team for anything but this one dude was like I want to go and dive and so he did the high dive like the one where you do like you jump off the fucking fifty foot platform and then do a bunch of curls and then and gracefully like like dip into the water. Very I'm gonna belief? Google like this.
2: A- I'm gonna Google this later because that's not ringing any bells for me. Are you sure it wasn't just a dream you had?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, I, it's, if I could, it when we move on to the next thing, I'll try to find it before the episode ends. But nice. he was doing belly flops and he did because he couldn't train, and so he was just this was like his first time getting up there, and I'm just winging it and like it's so like a couple of times that like you pre made like He's
0: just from shit. a country that doesn't even have pools like is yeah, that They what don't you're have saying? waterfalls and shit so like yeah, you know, they're just
2: <laughs> Oh, I thought of another one. I thought of another one. This wasn't a customer though. This is an employee and I was doing a bit about it for a while and then I I maybe I need to come come back to this because I was talking about the differences between men and women and how how things are they're different. I have, I was a competitive gymnast until I was in 10th grade. I did it for years and I trained at like a private, speaking of the Olympics, I trained at like a, a private club, which I think made me prepared for restaurant work too. It was like, I already had the physique for it. And I, so when I was working at the St. Paul grill, we had to, I, again, like bust our own tables, run our own food, stack our own plates, stuff like that. And I went over to the, the kitchen window to pick up my food and so I could bring it back to the bar for my table. And there were four salads sitting up there and I go, I was like, Hey, is this, is this my Caesar for table 12? And the cook, the cook just looks at me and he goes, "Do you squat?" <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I, I go, "When I what? Like, what are you? What that it? What that sentence,
3: put it in a co- put squatting into context for me.
0: <laughs> do I live into a do I live in a, de- a derelict house that uh, doesn't have ownership?
2: <laughs> do you yeah. squat? I was like I I had to what are you talking about? <laughs> And he was no, like, no, well, I'm a
0: homeowner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. That's what I should have said. I, and he just was like, well, you, you look like you have really strong legs. I was just wondering, like, how you stay in shape. I was like, I fuck it. I work here. That's how I stay in shape. <laughs> no, I don't squat.
1: <laughs> okay, I found it. It was the Rio Olympics and it was the Filipino diving team and oh. uh, the men's uh, three meter springboard event. Uh, and the, it was just a couple of months of training that he had. And
2: I am going to Google videos of that.
1: It, I, I'll just text you when we're done with the show. I like Perfect. I, it's, I just, you know, instead, since you're on the phone, which I think is hilarious because you're outside and our listeners are just going to hear random birds and trains go by. Oh, the, train, <laughs> the train was me.
0: I'm in oh, my porch and I live by the train tracks
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this uh, is like a very rustic episode yeah, of it, it, the it, Awful it, Service it, podcast. It, it's artisan te- trains,
0: it's artisanal. Uh, it's just, nice
1: outside. Yeah.
0: So at least you've been in the industry for a while too. And the other one, what's the other one that they always say for women? Uh, like the, the guys like you need to smile more.
2: Oh, that one. I don't get a lot because I'm, I am sort of always <laughs> smiling. Like I'm just generally happy to be at work and happy to be doing what I'm doing. And so even when I'm in the weeds, like it's never, I've never had anybody like you need to, you need to be in a better mood. You need to smile more. I did. I did kind of lose my shit one night at, uh, I was just getting my ass kicked on the patio at frost. It was out of control. I had like 15 tables and the bar was Jesus. totally backed up and the kitchen was totally backed up. I mean, it was insane. And, uh, and so I went to this table, there were three people sitting there. It was a Russian man and he was with a couple of women. And I think they actually were, um, professors at one of the universities around here. Somebody told me later, they're like, you don't know who that is. And I was like, no, I don't. And I don't care. Okay. And <laughs> Like, I just want to know what you're going to get to eat and drink. I don't need to know what you do for a living. Right. And uh, so I go to the table and he orders a Prosecco and I, and he comes in all the time. He was a regular, he knows the menu and we had, you know, our, our wines by the glass would change kind of seasonally. And he asked for the Prosecco and I brought it out and it happened that week. It had the, the Prosecco happened to be a Rosé. And so they're all kind of chatting with each other. There's three people at the table. I set down their three beverages. And he goes, uh, what is this? And I said, that's the Prosecco. And he goes, Why you bring me pink wine? I'm a man. I can't drink pink wine. And he was like, sort, he was like sort of joking around. He's like half serious, but like kind of kidding. And I at that point, I was like, I don't even care if they fire me. I, I go, I go, you ordered a prosecco, so that's what I brought for you. The only prosecco that we have on the menu right now is a rose. So I can bring you something that isn't pink, but it also won't be prosecco. And one of the women that he was sitting with was like, her mouth was open wider than I've ever seen any human being's mouth (laughs) open. No, no sound coming out. She is staring at me in utter horror that I would talk to him that way. (laughs) And he, he took a beat. He never broke eye contact. He waited until I was finished. And then he goes, ha ha, I like you. He goes, I'll drink this. Next time bring me one that's not rose. And I go, Deal. You want the brute? And he goes, Yes, bring me split. So like you never know you never know what you're gonna what you're gonna get. And like I and I think if a man had spoken to him that way, she might have been a little bit offended. But the fact that it was me seemed to bother her more. Like
3: <laughs> we're not allowed to talk like men to talk to men like this. This is where you're out of your mind.
1: Yeah, I thought <laughs> yeah, she was gonna yeah. be like, I thought you were her like inspiration you were her like fucking like oh no. you open her her
3: but mind it's... up to a whole new world of feminism yeah it's...
2: <laughs> we're allowed
3: to stick up for ourselves
2: i just i just like there's part of my brain when i was like i can bring you something that isn't pink but it also won't be what you ordered and i was the, like part of my brain is going you're gonna you could get fired for this and the other part of my brain is going fuck it i don't need this job i can work at any <laughs> restaurant right.
1: Yeah. Do you know how in the weeds they're going to be if they fire me right now? Like, yeah, if
2: I walk out, that means the only other server on this patio is going to have 30 tables. 30... Who's got the upper fucking <laughs> yeah. hand here? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you hold all the cards.
2: And Sir, it's,
1: it's if you drink
3: enough of these, you'll turn pink. So what's the difference?
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's insane how it's... people can be at how, how crazy people can get and like, where is my stuff? when they're at a restaurant that is completely packed where they had to wait for an hour to get a table. And they're just like, well, where's my shit? And you're like, Mm -hmm. do you not understand? I have been literally running. I like, Mm -hmm. I, I have needed to pee for four and a half hours. Like it's, but I know I'm here to fucking figure out what you want. Like uh, it took uh.
2: me 15 years to figure out, like if you're do if you're honestly doing the very best that you can, and your customers still aren't happy you have to just let that shit go mm-hmm. yeah like it's I, not you because and and that you do have leverage like what are they gonna do if i fucking walk out in the middle of my shift during patio season on a friday night and like the dinner rush hasn't even started they <laughs> that's they're not gonna fire me no i mean maybe later but not that night at least <laughs> <be there>.
0: And they're still gonna be screwed because they probably, if they only have two people on a Friday during patio season, they're probably understaffed, which means that they they desperately need you.
2: It was oh here comes a garbage truck. Are, are
1: you next to it? <laughs> are you still next to the like oh you haven't moved from the
2: <laughs> your little yeah, I'm still in the spot. parking lot? I uh so the this was a weird thing about that patio. They had um So there was like a garden bar area. Again, it was, it was W.A. Frost. It was fine dining. And they used to have five or five or seven sections, depending on the night Mm -hmm. of um, like full service dining. And then they had a little area called the garden bar, which was seat yourself. And before, um, so I started there in 2008. And before that, the the kind of, I don't even remember what we're calling that economic crisis of like 2008, 2009, Um, (laughs) but before before that dip, (laughs) people would they'd sit in the garden bar while they were waiting for their table in the dining section and so you they might get appetizers they might get you know a few glasses of wine or something but it wasn't and a few people if they couldn't get into the dining area we offered full menu full service and so they would eat dinner in the bar area outside like an overflow and then yeah kind of and then they expanded the bar seating area because people weren't coming out for fine dining the way that they used to, but people, you know, if they wanted to come in and have an app and a glass of wine, and they didn't want to make a reservation for it. Then they would go there. And so there was no, there was no control. Like you didn't have a host sort of timing how many tables or how often you got a table. And because people could sit where wherever they wanted, you would get like a walk-in eight top who would just push two, four tops together <laughs> mm-hmm. or four or four, two tops. And then your other eight little two tops would fill up and you'd have four people sitting around a tiny table that isn't even big enough for four plates wanting to get full menu. And so you could just, I mean, you just get creamed out there. (laughs) It was so hard.
0: I'm having PTSD from just (laughs) listening to you on that. I just remember those. uh, I've been there. I've been there.
2: I still have nightmares about it. <laughs> like, I show, like, I go with her with my husband to have a nice dinner, and they're like, Hey, we need you. We're going to need you tonight. Like, here's put on an apron. You don't get to have dinner. We need you. We're going to need you. We're kind of in the weeds. Can you just show these newbies how it's done? And I always do in my dream. I always do. I'm no. like, Oh, fine.
1: You got to, all right. You got to start lucid dreaming so you could I have a little more control. To, yeah, you could just enjoy a nice seven course meal in your dream
2: oh my god how
0: often do you have that nightmare
2: it's what i very often have serving dreams where i'm just do i'm doing something else and then i find myself in a restaurant (laughs) that is being run so poorly it irritates me just to the core of my goddamn soul (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so i'm i'm like i can't watch you fail at this i need to show you how it's done (laughs) and then i will inevitably i'm like I don't even, I've never even been to this fucking restaurant before, and I'm already doing better than the rest of your servers. <laughs> take, take notes. I, I have,
0: I have a recurring server nightmare about when I used to work for uh, space aliens who we've talked about on this podcast at the no. place that myself and uh, Nathan have both worked at. Um, and it, and this is actually something that happened to me where a, it was like a weekday afternoon, which the place was always dead because it was an arcade bar sort of place. And a school bus, two school buses show up with forty kids, and they Oof. didn't call ahead and let oh. us know they were coming. I had one cook, myself, and a manager, and I had to be the game room attendant, the waiter, the bartender, and uh, like the prize counter guy, oh, all wow. for forty kids plus ah. the teachers. And it's one wow. of those things that it's just like and
1: the teachers were drinking.
0: Um, they, they, uh, I think they wish they could, they were, they're just like, they're just like, you're doing great. Do you have pictures? And of course, uh, we did, but it's like, they like, but like, they wanted to control the amount of soda. Like, can you like, can you not overpour the soda as the kids are clinking their glasses at me the whole time? And, and i, like I still like have nightmares pr-
1: like raking them across the prison bars mm. like waiting for their fucking <laughs> more soda
0: that happened to me 10 years ago that was over 10 years ago and i still have server nightmares about that that incident it still happens and like can i get the the squirt gun you have 20 tokens billy you don't you don't get or 20 tokens what is it
2: what does it say about me that I have nightmares about places I've never worked? Like, it just, like, I, I feel like a what's his name, John Taver on Bar Rescue. Like, I walk in and I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Are you trying Why to kill you-
4: people? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why what? can't you do this?
1: Shut I started at soda machine that it's this brewery. Seen enough. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i shame watch that in hell's kitchen or the the, the, the or what was the one with uh where Ramsey would do it it's yeah. a nightmares it's a nightmares I, I just i shame watch that like it's a I make sure that no one knows that I'm doing it. I I, cause I, know that they're corny and weird, but at the same time, I it's just like I get that like that schadenfreude yeah. inside myself. Like I go, no matter how many bad places I've ever worked, I've never. It's never been this bad. bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like how you say that you shame watch it as like this. I will never tell anyone. And then I just and I just did it, set on, a it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's,
0: it's a po- it's, it's a podcast, Joe. You we, we know, only like yes, 10 people are going to hear this. That's so, true. Uh, so now
1: only yes, 12 people know uh, numbers are OK. Um. <laughs> we're doing all right. We're, we're, tell, your we're, uh, tell, your tell your friends. Always we'll tell your friends. we tell you, like, like Elise
0: did, tell your friend and we get, that's how we get listeners. We get our, we get guests on, and then they tell their friends. That's how we do it. Uh, Elise, is there like, like any other stories that stick out in your mind? Like specifically like one, like incidents, um, strange orders, that stuff that I still think about, like just wacky there, substitutions and shit.
2: This has for years been like my worst restaurant story ever. It was the, because it's the only in 22 years in this industry, it's the only time anybody has ever behaved like this. I was, so a family came in the wife and the mom came in before the dad, the husband, and they like, they were there for a while. They were like, he's joining us. We're going to wait for him. I said, okay. And then at one point the mom flagged me down. She's like, we'll just order our food. And I said, okay. And so they ordered their food. I put in their order. And uh, then the dad shows up. He orders a drink. I bring his drink out. I asked him if he's ready to order. He's like, I haven't even looked at the menu. He's the guy who won't make eye contact with me. <laughs> and I said, okay, there's absolutely no rush. I just wanted to, you know, just try and take care of you. So a couple minutes later, the entrees for the two women at the table are ready. And I, I bring them out to the table and then he orders his food and a uh, I get it done quickly. I'm like, can you put a rush on this? He was late arriving, but his family already has the food. So I put a rush on it. It comes out. I bring it to the table. And, um, and I said, uh, you know, how is everything? And without looking up, he goes, well, it would have been nice to eat with my fucking family. And I, and and I said, and, and these two women were clearly terrified of him. And Mm -hmm. so instead of blaming them and being like, you know what? They ordered before you got here. Uh, I took it on the, I took it on the chin and I go, you know what? I must've misunderstood. I apologize. I put their order in ahead of time. Um, I, I wish that I could correct that. I, I can't, I said, is there anything that I can do? Is there anything I can do for you right now to make you more comfortable? And he goes, yeah, you can get the fuck out of my face.
1: Holy Jesus.
3: (laughs) whoa oh my god I, then he
4: said something I, about your mix <laughs> <laughs>
0: He was like, well, what I, are you anyway oh my i god. very
2: i very calmly leaned in and i said absolutely sir and then I, <laughs> I i walked away from the table i took off my apron and i told my manager i'm gonna go outside and smoke a cigarette and then I'm going to transfer that table to Becky because I think it's in everyone's best interest if I do not go back there. <laughs> if you, if you want to know what happened, I will tell you. Uh, but I'm done with that guy. They have all their food. All she needs to do is drop a check. I'm not going back to that table. Right. I've never in 22 years. I, that's the only time if any ever had anybody behave like that. Even drunk people who get cut off and kicked out. I mean, that you can get the fuck out of my face. Wow.
1: Is those are those are instances where you're like i only dealt with you for 45 minutes Mm -hmm. i feel so bad for these two ladies that have to like deal with you in their life yes you're part of their life get the fuck out of my face is like part of their daily routine i want to eat with
3: uh, my family because i love them so Fucking much
2: (laughs) (laughs) she I swear to it was like a it was like a cry for help like when he when he goes it would have been nice to eat with my fucking family the both the mom and their daughter the head their heads did not move but their eyes like shot up at me while he was looking down at his plate and I was like oh we're in some weird territory
1: right now Mm -hmm. seriously you had did you look on their plate and they had spelled out help in the mashed potatoes and peas (laughs)
0: you're looking at them in the <laughs> eyes and they're just doing SOS with their blinks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was so creepy. It was so creepy.
0: Mm-hmm. I I I've only had something like that happen once and it was an actual domestic situation. I'm not going to say, it cause it's not good for a comedy podcast, but we actually had to call the cops. It was ugh. It,
2: ugh. there was, I will say for my, my, uh, <laughs> my boss, is he's just a great person he's a wonderful Mm -hmm. human being and he doesn't like he just doesn't put up with any of that shit like there was a guy there was a family in the restaurant one night and this was probably i don't know maybe 10 years ago 10 or 12 years ago maybe it was more than that anyway there was a family there and the father got really upset with his son who was uh, maybe four at the time four or five Mm -hmm. and so to like make his point He pulled a chair out from the table. It didn't hit the kid. This is not where that's going. He set the kid on top of the chair, like in, you know, kind of in an area where everyone in the restaurant could see and hear him He stood this kid up on the chair and then like military drill sergeant style finger in the face started berating this kid until he cried. And my, my boss went over there and goes, Hey, listen, I'm not going to tell you how to parent your kid, but I will tell you what you can and can't do in my restaurant. And you may not speak to a child like that in my place of business. You can't do that here. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Like round of applause yeah, for that right? guy. Like holy Round shit. of applause for that boss. And he's and he's is like a six and a half foot tall, pretty big dude. And so mm-hmm. that guy was like, well, all
1: right, whatever. Fine. I <laughs> like that he put, put him chair. up on the chair so it was easier to like he was almost at better face and level. Yeah, like you eye know, level uh, with it,
2: him. Yeah. It's easier to forget he's a toddler if you make him eye level well, with you, I guess. No,
1: yeah, no, no, it's uh it's <laughs> it's uh if if you bend down. That's like, you know, not a power move, right? So you just put the kid on the chair <laughs> yeah. and just lean in and spin his face. <laughs>
2: yeah. So and I've, I have always loved him for that. But he was like, I'm not going to tell you how to parent your kid. You do whatever you want when you're not here. But this is my restaurant and you don't we don't treat children that way here.
0: That's fucking wonderful. I wish more owners would do that sort of shit. Yeah. That's great. Um, so at least we alluded to the fact that like uh, you you kind of meld comedy and uh, and your in your uh, years of being a, a server and uh, and and the service industry and such. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show is because of this of your your story about how you became a comic and how that kind of or at least oh yeah yeah I, I would love if you tell our listeners about that.
2: I it was it was so <laughs> cool. So I think it was you know I think it was the movie Waiting. Mm-hmm. that who who the hell was in that movie was that Ryan. was that Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds? very yeah very early Ryan Reynolds Dane
4: Cook A- yeah,
2: was Cook was, in was it that movie or was it uh office space the line where somebody goes i wasn't even supposed to be here today
3: that's clerks that's clerks
2: oh it was clerks okay so i was wrong on on both but <laughs> sorry it was i always think of that line because so my, I had already had my son. He was about a year and a half. And then, uh, so there was a server who was covering my shifts while I was taking like a restaurant maternity leave, which is like, I don't want to give up my shifts, but I'm not going to work for 12 weeks. And then when she had her baby, like a year later, I just worked all of her shifts until she was ready to come back. So it was, it was a night where like, I wasn't even really supposed to be there. Like Suzanne was planning on coming back to work, but needed that Monday off. Mm-hmm. And so I went in and then the server who was supposed to close or I was supposed to close and she was like, Hey, I really need the money. Uh, do you want to take first cut tonight and switch sections? And I was like, sure. Hell yeah. I'll get out of here. I don't care. So I wasn't even supposed to be there. I wasn't even working the section I was supposed to work. And, uh, my very first table is this woman comes in she's sitting by herself. She's waiting for, uh, somebody to join her. And she orders a glass of wine and it's happy hour. And then a few minutes later, this guy shows up and he sits down and, um, and I said, "Can I bring you anything to drink?" And he was like, "No, nah, I don't drink." And he goes, "Oh well, I guess I'll take a ginger ale." And he sees a happy hour menu, and he goes, "Oh, well, I didn't know they had food. They got sushi on happy hour. Maybe I'll get—I don't know—maybe I'll get a roll or something when you come back." And um, and she goes, "I thought you weren't eating." And he goes, "Lay off me. I'm
4: starving."
2: <laughs> 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 oh, it's a great sketch. I love Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. So I bring his ginger ale next time we come back to the table. He goes, uh, "He goes." So I can I can tell you you've been on stage before. You do any acting? And I was like, ah, I mean, I did in high school and stuff, but I haven't done a play in 20 years. Yeah. Next time I come back to the table, he goes, So you're a fan of comedy, huh? And I go, Yeah, I was raised on. I mean, my dad, you know, let us watch comedy specials that were probably way too mature for us at a very young age. And uh, he used to rent like SNL tapes, best of Dan Aykroyd and Steve Martin and stuff. So I, I grew up on a lot of comedy from the 70s. And he goes, You ever do any improv? And I go, No, I mean, it's been on my list of things to do. I just haven't made time for it because I got a lot of stuff. (laughs) No, I have
0: dignity. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and. and.
2: (laughs) Yes, and. And so the next time I come back to the table, he goes, nah, that's not your thing, is it? He goes, it's not improv. He goes, I think you're stand-up. And I go, what? And he goes, I think you're a stand-up comic. And I go, well, it's only like my life's dream, but I'm not doing anything about it (laughs) and it turns out this guy was an original company member at the brave new workshop back in the 70s his name is fred and he was like uh fred mcgrath and he goes listen i'm gonna write down my name my information you google me make sure i'm legit whatever and he goes but i happen to know something about like the basics of um of joke writing and stuff and i gotta tell you like i i i don't meet a lot of people like you And I think, I think you have the chops to do this. And I think that if it's your dream, you should, he goes, so why don't you give me a call? If you want, I'll buy you a cup of coffee, tell you what I know. If that, you know, if that works for you, great. And if it doesn't, that's fine. And I was like, Oh, I go, okay. Okay. I will. And that's the kind of thing that I, in the past would have every intention of doing, but not following through on it. And so I took my break right after that. And I took that slip of paper and I grabbed, you know, my phone, my cigarettes and went out back and I called them and I was like, you're not going to answer probably because you're eating the California roll. I just dropped off for you, but I wanted to call right away so that I didn't lose my nerve. Yes. I want to go grab a cup of coffee and I want to talk about doing comedy. (laughs) And so, so we did, we went out for coffee and we would meet for coffee almost weekly for like a few months. And he just sort of like gave me the push that I needed to start going to open mics. And he was like, you know, there are comedians who are making a real living at this, who will never be household names. You won't see them on TV because they do corporate gigs or they're working clubs or they do cruise ships. Um, but you can you can have a life being a comedian. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that was possible because I was like, how do you go from I've never been to an open mic to like an Eddie Murphy level HBO special? I didn't know right. there was anything in between.
0: Right. <laughs> it's, it's all about buying a, a leather, a red leather bodysuit. Um, That's that's the first step. You got to get the full. I did
2: actually. I, li- I looked at one on Poshmark and was like, should I do it?
0: Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you're on Etsy. You're like, I don't know, can I pull this off?
1: That is yeah. if I if I ever see that on Wish, I'm totally, yeah. It's I'm pulling the trigger out <laughs> Send it
2: my way. Yeah, do it. And, I'll pay you back. I'll to yeah,
1: you. Shit. Well, yeah, we're just getting it's we're gonna I'm gonna get We're gonna look like uh all matching. We're gonna matching do like, we're ones? going to a fucking yeah, we're going to an Eddie Murphy convention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get five of Be, them. One in Joe all of the comes- sizes
2: come squeaking out onto the stage.
1: Because, yeah, it's very much plastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's on a it's not
4: leather.
2: So that was, how, that was how I got started. was like I was working a show. Like, I wasn't even supposed to be there. It wasn't even supposed to be my section. And then this guy who had never been there before As was my very first table of the night. And he was like, I think that you should do it. I don't think that you should think about it. I think you should do it.
0: That is fucking bananas. Very serendipitous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great... That's a way better than most comedians' beginning starting story. I
0: just always thought it could be funny. Yeah, my
1: yeah. friends thought I was funny in high school when I, I used to eat ketchup and mayonnaise and we shit. And
3: now you're spoke. Yeah. Now Now the next writing challenge is how you can work in the something from the movie Serendipity starring John Cusack <laughs> and Kate Beckinsale.
2: <laughs>
1: Goddamn it!
2: Oh, I got. I thought it was Sandra Bullock. No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was that chick.
1: Yep. Oh. Yeah, she doesn't do Hollywood anymore. She Elise,
0: likes- is there uh, is there any other stories, any, things, any ones that really stick out in your mind? Anything else from no, the Those resident?
2: were, those were the, the two that I was thinking about. The guy who told me to fuck off and then uh, and then how I got started in comedy is because uh, because I was working at a restaurant. Do like, you ever I
3: fantasize just- of having that interaction again with the get the fuck out of my face guy and doing doing it differently than just walking away
1: or like sitting in traffic. Do you have and then that conversation over, over and seeing, again in your head? And you're just like, uh, you know what? Now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ram your car.
2: No, I don't. I honestly, I don't think that I would do anything differently. What I'm, what amazes me is that at that time in my life, I didn't have generally speaking, didn't have any of the emotional maturity or sort of uh, like therapeutic skills to, to handle myself that way in any other situation and why that night for whatever reason I was able to just very calmly go absolutely sir because that was not who I was because a week before that somebody <laughs> didn't like my service probably because I was a shitty server because <laughs> I was young and arrogant and just wanted to get out there so I could go drink And I uh, I gave him I gave him bad service and he gave me a bad tip. But I thought I deserved a good tip. And so he paid with cash and the leftover change was like 12 cents or something. And I followed him out to the parking lot. I was like, sir, you forgot your change. And he turned around and looked at me. and I was like, you forgot it because there's a dime and two pennies here. Did you want this? And my boss was like, get back in the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) And and that was a week.
1: and that was a yeah, week and,
2: went by. And he was like very like kind of embarrassed. Like he he was gonna leave before I found out that he didn't tip me. And so he just sort of waved me away and I go, Oh, is this for me? Do I get to keep this?
4: Thank
2: you. <laughs> <sighs> and so why, like seven days after that, I was able I didn't like go off on that guy, I don't know. And so no, you didn't want to lose today- your job
0: for having two strikes in a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like okay. So I, I I got away with the one, but if I if I if I just boot this guy in the face and he probably deserves it,
1: uh I'm gonna lose my job. And, and- he's probably just gonna mu- go home and murder those two nice ladies.
2: Right, right. It, <laughs> and because like that was it was scary. Like it was, I was concerned for those two women. I was like, I mean, fuck him being rude to me. Like, do we need to call somebody?
1: Uh, yeah. I, that's but if it was just stories. him,
2: if it was just him, and he came in by himself, I would be like, "Nope, you can get the fuck out." Yeah, you can. Leave. There's the
1: door.
3: <laughs> Hold, my <apron. laughs>
2: Hold my apron. Hold my. Hold my apron.
0: Uh, well, we don't just exist on this podcast to talk about serving stories, at least. No, um, we also we also are exist to battle the scourge that is known as Karens. Uh, but before ah. we go to our next segment, at least, uh, we always like to ask our guests, "How would you, Elise, go? How would you define?" A Karen.
2: Oh, uh, well, this is. I need to tell the story to explain her. She's. She okay. Karen walks into a restaurant where there are eight clean tables and sits down at the only dirty one, Mm -hmm. and then complains that it hasn't been wiped off.
4: Yep. (laughs) Yep. And
2: there were and there were other booths. I get that you wanted a booth. There were three clean booths. You could have sat in any one of those, but you sat down at the dirty one and just started taking dollars off my tip right there
1: <laughs>
0: yep but that's their favorite it's, booth at the restaurant and right. you should have it's, known
3: that he's a regular okay I don't know if you know that or not
2: Yeah, somebody who has to declare that they're a regular I, <laughs> that's I can tell the story about her
0: if you want to yeah go quick we have time
2: I'm on, I'm on, I got 11% battery power left. Oh, shit.
0: Okay, well, well for another time then. Um, we have a segment each and every week where we scour different Yelp reviews, uh, Google, uh, Facebook, sometimes handwritten notes or Twitter, and uh, uh, we like to call this the Karen of the Week.
2: This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh, my God, Karen. Oh, my God, Karen. This oh is God. Karen. I'm your boss.
3: Karen I'm your boss. Oh my god. Karen I'm your boss. Oh my god. Karen Oh my god. Karen. Oh my god. Karen. Oh my god. I'm your boss. Oh my
0: god, Karen. Each and every week, uh fellow contributor to the podcast, third mike and uh, overall uh, really great person, Rebecca Wilson Uh, does a dramatic reading of one of these uh, reviews so here is rebecca with the karen of the week
5: i just recently started coming to this location for the cute goth girl who works here turns out she's a total bitch ignored me for an hour even though I was standing by the register the entire time. She blew off every attempt to try to get to know about her to possibly ask if she would like to be taken out on a date. I ended up having to buy something I didn't even want to get her to even have a conversation with me. And then oh. I felt like I was being rushed out to door.
4: Oh, God. Oh God,
5: because She needs to work on being more attentive to people who are just trying to be nice to her and yeah. not just giving all her attention to people buying something right then and there. Oh, it's...
4: Oh, yeah. oh
0: star review. Lord was that was a one-star insane? review of that restaurant.
5: Was this person like a
1: 13-year-old? In LA, is and he's a
3: neck beard with a fedora that says Milady.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, there's so much that's gross about this.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's why I picked it when I found that he's one. He's a I'm quote like, unquote oh. nice guy.
1: Hey, I was just standing at the wait state the the hostess station. You're not for gonna an buy anything.
0: I'm trying
3: to ask her out.
2: 200? Over an hour. What kind of idiot just stands in place for over an hour? A stalker with cr- pending want.
3: criminal charges.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah, I don't understand I, that I, we're in a place of business, but uh, I'm going to I'm gonna try to woo this uh, chick who looks like and, she chops at Hot Topic.
1: And yeah. The
2: woo- then she got annoyed when I tried to ask her about herself while she was busy doing her job.
1: He, he never even got her name. He just has to call her the goth girl that I like. Okay, it's the god girl that I like. Just want to talk to me.
3: He said, oh, okay, he said he started going there for it, which means that's multiple visits. And then he also oh, indicated he doesn't go there to buy anything, yes, he
4: the
3: goes there to explicitly something. harass this young woman. <sighs> Somebody got... needs
2: to teach this guy how to be a proper stalker. You have to pre- uh, yeah. at least pretend you're there for the food or the, the drinks. Exactly. Right. And then or, you touch go, her hand
0: and then give her the hotel key. And be neither go seen nor
3: yes. and admire from a
1: distance. Exactly. exactly. You go creepy. If you're going to want to go creepy, you don't want to be up front creepy. You go bushes. You get a good pair of binocs. <laughs> you know, you get a, like. You sit in your car. You figure out and her they, schedule. You get weird with that shit. They get creepy. Now you're just yep, up front creepy. You're creeping out the whole waitered station, the
2: whole hostess and, station. <laughs> That's the, that's it though. That's a perfect illustration because I think the key, the key component of any Karen is, is uh, just outrageous entitlement. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. entitled to this. And the fact that you are <laughs> failing to understand that I am entitled to this is what makes me stupid.
0: <laughs> and much like that guy's failed uh, uh, flirtation attempt. We have to ask ourselves, gee, why did it fail?
1: Why
3: did it fail? Oh, Everything was squared away, everything was squared away, I had my planet down, I had my down, I thought I was here to stay, I thought I was here to stay, now, now I have, have to, to figure, figure out why,
0: G.Y. did it fail? G.Y. did it fail is a segment we do every week where we look at different menu items, uh, restaurants, re- retail locations, commercials has been kind of our jam lately, and we have to ask ourselves, why do you think that didn't work out? Uh, we've been talking about Quiznos a lot on the show lately. Uh, we've had some really, uh, I, I guess you could say, great uh, commercials uh, yeah, from them. <laughs> uh, yeah, Yes. Um, and so we found there was, the, there was the sponge monkeys. There was the, the guy who uh, they insinuated had sex with the uh,
1: uh Oh, the, the, the taste maker, the flavor maker. Yeah, the
0: flavor maker. And uh, this week, uh, we found there was a commercial that featured the guy from Big Bang Theory, Jim Parsons. Wait, really? Yeah, and uh, this is a G. Why did it fail for this week's episode? Just, just watch. There's two different versions of this commercial. So
1: there's a PG version. Up oh, the sound, bro. Maddie, the sound.
3: Matt, there's no sound. Matt, the sound. Matt, gotta share that sound, bud.
0: Ah shit! <laughs> I I do this every time hey, because uh, right, this is why. I, this is why we need a, this is why I need an audio guy.
1: Yes, I know. We're going to, we're going to find you. We'll get you somebody that can, like until then, you got to share that sound.
0: I, I love it I, because I, every
1: time at least he gets like really excited because he can hear the sound in his headphones, yeah. but it's not shared.
0: You know, you know, honestly, here's the,
1: <laughs> so uh, usually sometimes it will like be like, we're going to try this again. Take like two, two take two, take two.
0: All right. I'm going to try this one more time. All right. So this is this week's uh, g It Fail featuring uh, Jim Parsons, uh, uh, famously from uh, the uh, 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 the Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory.
1: Infamously,
0: There you go. And then well, Ethan, this is the point
1: where uh, his computer uh, fails. It, it's fine <laughs> the first time. And then the, the second time his computer is going to fuck with him. Show them like three T Mobile commercials in a row. Yeah,
0: because I had to, because I had to shoot the sound.
3: Florida, Georgia line. Skip them ads. Yep, trying to.
0: Here we go.
1: Oh, it's, I didn't want the fucking. God damn it. I am so sorry. Oh, see that, yeah, this is why <laughs> did
0: it fail. You can do
2: this as many times as you want, but I have like 8% battery I know this is
0: I know we're, try, uh, we're trying to rush this through. Dude, he's panicking Let's feature like a teenager Matt's
3: computer on the next week's segment. Why did it fail? Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and, and he's he's panicking like a teenager in the trenches in World War 1. He's like, I'll oh, just All clicking right. buttons.
0: <laughs> yeah, here's Hey, you got that ordinary, untoasted sub instead of the toasted Philly cheesesteak from Quiznos? What? Were you raised by wolves?
4: <laughs> yes, I was.
0: Why have an ordinary sub? Try a delicious
3: Quiznos toasted Philly cheesesteak or our other toasted sandwiches, starting at one ninety-nine. <laughs>
1: Holy shit, a dollar ninety nine for a sandwich? I know. About it. Yeah, that's why you went out of business, you dummies. Hey, you got that Get ordinary
0: untoasted sub instead of the toasted Philly cheesesteak from Quiznos? Okay. Right. <laughs> what were you raised by wolves? <laughs> <laughs> Just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Holy shit.
0: Yes. That was. <laughs> why have an ordinary sub? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the nighttime version?
0: Yeah, they had a nighttime version. They had a they had a, they had a too uh, too hot for TV version of him wow. suckling. Because the first one's just him; it's cute. He's getting kisses from wolves, and the second one is him suckling at a wolf teeth. Wow, because that makes you want a sub sandwich. <laughs>
4: mm.
1: Wow, which sandwich did he have? Did he have the Quiznos one or did he have the No? Non-cause? He had
0: the he uh, he had the non Quiznos yeah. one because the guy's like, "Were you raised by wolves?" And he's like, "Yeah, I was." What so of it?
1: it's so it was Jimmy John's. <laughs> so yeah, you're trying. To, yeah, that's like they're trying to say only. Only animal pedophiles (laughs) would eat at a Jimmy John's. Right. Like, that's what they're trying to say with that real deep. You had to get in there, though. You had to be on mescaline or something to get that. Right. That's a real that's that's crazy that after that, then. He went on to make Big Bang. Theory. He went on to make Big Bang Theory. That's Chuck Lorre can turn. You know what? You know,
2: what I, you know what I think it, why it failed though is because they underestimated how much people really love dogs. Cause oh, yeah. There's a part of me that's like, oh, puppies.
3: <laughs> right. Also, what the fuck does it have to do with a toasted Philly cheese
0: sticks? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like they they're, they they these commercials that have nothing to do with their product. And then they're just like, why do you think we're shutting down uh, store after store after store? We could have just been like, here's our, we do toasted subs and they're good. No, we have to have the sponge monkeys.
3: We go for cheap laughs that don't actually promote our product in any way, shape or form.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know they're what almost, I thought? This is good. This is not related to that, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, one of my favorite commercial TV commercial series were was comfort in get back in your comfort zone. <laughs> Like they would show all of these terrible awkward interactions where both people like there's situations that you have been in before. Like there's one where where a lady is walking her dog, she's carrying a bag of dog poop and she runs into somebody she hasn't seen in a long time. And the and one lady goes in for an awkward hug, and then like the poop bag hits her on the shoulder. They're both (laughs) kind of like, and then it's like get back in your comfort comfort zone. zone. Yeah.
0: Nice yeah there's just the a quiz nose man like this is this is why you failed <laughs> you you spend a lot of money on advertising, and you only
3: charge a dollar 99 for a sandwich yeah <laughs>
2: right. It's, that's that it might that be a this. couple of reasons why it failed
0: and they got rid of the pepper bar <laughs>
1: uh, ooh. at least like with uh with the craziness i forgot to ask you like so your son he's five and a half now 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 uh there's the the there's like a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of videos out there. Like the Teletubbies were the original shitty video that drove parents crazy that kids loved. Now, did your kid get into like, was he, was he, where did he fall in the, was he like baby shark? What did? Was there something yes. that you had to listen to over and over? Was it baby? You got baby sharked?
2: Yeah. Like that,
1: do you have a nightmare do you have baby shark nightmares now ever no ever?
2: none of that none of the kids show music stuff it doesn't bother me like I'm capable and maybe shit maybe this goes back to restaurant work I can tune out just about anything yeah like if I don't you work in a restaurant that has it. the
3: same eight song playlist over and over it, again it be
4: able to
1: what yeah well no that no no, 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 no no I because i it, it it might actually be your parenting. More than the restaurant because we just remember the part of the episode where I was like, Hey, does anybody remember like that song where do all the cowboys? Like, like that's that was that was from a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the restaurant <laughs> music. Where, where, yeah. where did all the cowboys go? And like it's and also I I like I hung out with my friend's kid like for like a half hour while she was like doing something else. And we baby sharked the shit out of that half hour, and then yeah. it, three years no,
2: later. I was doing dishes and I'm like that, like, that I'm stuff like... that stuff doesn't it does not bother me. I let him watch whatever he wants. His like his screen time is totally unchecked because he, <laughs> He's watching Rick and Morty
1: just Dexter.
0: You, he
2: basically watches like uh he learns about science stuff. He's really into like archaeology and dinosaurs and science experiments and stuff like that. And the, except he was watching this one cartoon and I think it's been dubbed in English from another language. I don't even know what it's called. But he was watching this show. It has a purple cat on it. And one day he's eating his cinnamon toast crunch. And he goes, hey, mom. I go, yeah. He goes, what are flirt me boots? I go, what? <laughs> he goes, and he goes, flirt me boots. What are they? And I was <laughs> like, like, oh,
1: he, he, <laughs> your five and a half year old's enunciating so that you get it. He like says <laughs> yeah, it's like, slow. Let me slow down go, for you, mom.
2: Uh, no more purple cat show. Because I don't want you going to <laughs> uh, complimenting anybody on your flirt me boots. <laughs> Oh, uh, that, one, my, he, that uh, one he can't watch
3: my papa john's days uh me and my manager were the only ones that were able to tune out music
4: mm-hmm.
3: and we uh the rest of the employee employees seem to not be able to to cope with repetitive music so when we were slammed making pizzas and couldn't change a playlist or be bothered messing around on phones he would put on a song on youtube that ran for 10 hours and just put it on play uh-huh. in the <laughs> restaurant
0: uh, just yeah. to watch people squirm I had, I, had a, I, had a, I had a i had a head chef that did that with the uh the he-man version of what's going on the poor <laughs> not blonde song Whoa! wow yeah, there's a he-man version it's like it's a techno-y like version of the song and it's it's bad by itself but 10 hours of it was hilarious to watch see our
3: saw. our 10-hour songs we had it's raining tacos that was a good uh good 10-hour song
0: oh, oh we, we just lost, lost elise. elise oh see that's why I, I was trying to like not have a stock like, like i wanted to get to that next segment real quick it's all right um well uh we're gonna to have to wrap up the show. Unfortunately, our guest uh, lost lost battery. Um, Baby
1: shark, doo 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 doo.
0: So uh, we're gonna say that she gave us a five star review.
1: Yep. Oh my god. Well, you know what? Well, you know what we'll do. I like. I'm sure that uh, review pending. By the we'll, we'll have her back. By yeah. the time that yeah, everything comes back. Uh, like by the time she gets home, you know what I mean. Oh, like man. to like put her phone on. Well uh, she's
0: she's blocks away, and it's going to be tough to do that. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, so
1: it's uh, we, we can
0: whatever. Yeah. Uh. Well. Find Elise
3: Cole on all social medias. Media. Uh. Then you'll go get to, to find know the states. Her her she she's been working a lot. She mm-hmm. uh she hosts at uh, Acme Comedy
0: Company. at the House of Comedy as well.
1: Yeah. Just it's Find everywhere. Elise Cole on the internet and uh and go and go find, go find out where she's going to be and go see her because she's. Freaking hilarious, she is. and sad that we that uh, yeah we are missing around the end. we are a little Gabby,
0: yeah, weird. Um, we we're so
1: excited to have her. We got a little Gabby. It happens.
0: Uh, Joe, how do people follow you?
1: Uh, Instagram photographizing. Uh, that's the word photograph. I Z I N G. Uh, and then uh, yeah, just let's go see each other in real life. Oh, and uh, I think uh, what uh, June. Uh, what do we what do we say June 9th 8th June 8th. The first, uh, it's the first friend zone over, uh, it's uh, Tuesday, 8 p.m., uh, down at uh, the basement of Whitey's Saloon. It's gonna be a freaking blast! Can't wait, Nate.
3: Uh, you can follow me at Nathan Smizzard on Facebook and Twitter, and N Smizzard on Instagram. Follow me on N Smizzard on Instagram to watch Webster Wildcat Baseball. I'm going out live on Instagram on Sunday. Uh, that's when our games are typically around five o'clock. So if you give me a follow, I'll be live streaming my baseball games, anything comedy related. I don't really have anything coming up until July anyway. So, all
0: right. Uh, you can follow me. I'm Matt Doima on Facebook and on Instagram. I am uh, at chubby waiter on Twitter, as I believe in truth and advertising. A um, couple things coming up for me. Obviously I have the Keller bar open mic every Wednesday night, a uh, new, uh, new timing. The doors open at eight show starts at nine. Uh, as the uh, new restrictions have been lifted. So uh, we, we're going a little later, but we're not going as late as it used to be. Uh, beyond that, uh, I have shows June 11th and 12th at Camp Bar. So come, uh, come see your boy in St. Paul uh, hey, doing a, a host feature set. So that, that's going to be fun. Uh, follow the podcast, Ad Awful Service Podcast, uh, across all platforms. Uh, we be posting, putting up new uh, material and things all the time. Uh, and as a late note on this episode, um, I know it's like the lat, you know, for the people who've sat for an hour and 45 minutes through this, um, we do have a, a, an, an awful announcement. And I mean awful and kind of sad, but it it, it, it happens. Um, uh, audio producer Jalen Russell is, uh decided to um, take his leave from the show uh, permanently. Uh, it was just a lot of time and effort uh, for Jay to do the editing and the sound stuff, and he just he doesn't have the time in his life. Uh, he yeah. wishes the show very well, and we wish him nothing but luck in the future. We love you, Jay. Um, you the know, and he's always life. welcome he's to come
1: awesome. back. It's uh, it's Jay bombs will be missed. We I love the fucking I love that mean. kid. It's going to be great. We got to come see him in re- in real life now.
0: Yeah, I know we can't just reach across a computer screen I know Uh, with that uh, you know um, if
1: you're gonna with that if you're gonna take a dive don't do it like the guy from the Filipino diving team
0: and uh, uh, you know have a good night
4: it's time to count
3: the till sweep the floors and mop the spills say good night dispose of the trash and turn out the light tell me
4: My tips and lock the door.